not seen until you let go of what is seen. I'm talking about your money. So uh, my wife went to Sunset Music Festival, right? It's an EDM festival. She's been gone since Friday. She comes back Monday. And, you know, the EDM festivals, like the outfits get a little like... A little risque. A little risque. And my wife, she, you know, she dressed up. The first night, it was just like shorts and a sports bra. Like, that's it, right? You're like, not, nothing out of the ordinary. Something you see, like, every day. In the and, supermarket for a lot of times. It's crazy. Well, not not around here, not in the supermarket. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, go to the gym. That's what you'll see. Right. And I had people messaging me and asking me, are you okay with this? Are you letting her do this? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's not my fucking property, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like, like anything you say has anything, any bearing. Why do you let her do this? Right. That's so fucking weird to me. Like, I, I feel so bad for their wives because they must be, like, held prisoner. Well, I mean, it's a very old thought of marriage and that's you know i mean that's that's a big reason why a lot of people aren't taking a lot of women aren't taking their husband's last names because that was initially meant to convey ownership right you know and so i yeah uh, we should be past that at this point though yeah they're gonna really freak out when they see what she wore today she wore like uh she bedazzled like a sports bra and she's wearing swimsuit bottoms with fishnets underneath it oh you look nice <laughs> and I, I don't know like i don't give a shit like i trust my wife like i'm not afraid that she's gonna go down there and do something that you know, i'll be mad at right so so what does it matter no it shouldn't that's I, I think that's a bigger reflection on the people that are commenting than it is about you and your marriage you know it's right. it's, it's very much just i have a healthy trusting relationship <laughs> right right and they don't let their wives out of the house could you imagine, like, whenever I go on my trip to Cleveland, if she was texting me shit like that, like, oh, you better fucking da 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 da. They're like, if I don't want to be treated like that, why would I treat anybody else like that? But I, I, I assume that you're actually bringing the bedazzled top with you to Cleveland to wear at one of the, the, the show, right? <laughs> don't, you know? don't, don't tease me with a good time. And then, you know, <laughs> pull, I didn't say the fishnets or, or the bottom, but I mean, at least the top. Don't put ideas in my head that I might do. <laughs> oh, you mean like the, the idea of your wife is away again, and so you decide to to uh, dye your hair another color? I have separation anxiety. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what does that have to do with your dyeing your hair? <laughs> uh, just drastic change makes me feel better whenever just, I'm feeling sad. Okay, full disclosure, too, is not only did Dalton dye his hair, but then he texts me a picture of his hand, which is as blue as the, as a Smurf. And he goes, I don't, I think I've made a huge mistake. I don't know how to, this is not coming out of my hands. Look! <laughs> you, you did it. Did one of my, my, my tricks help? The Don, the Don dish soap and baking soda. That worked. I went through two bottles of acetone before I tried that. <laughs> and like, I would, this probably like really hurt my skin, but I don't care, but I was taking like uh, acetone and I like pour it in my hands and get Dawn dish soap and like put a few pumps in there and just wash my hands with acetone and Dawn dish soap. And yeah, after I went through two bottles, like it did something, but it was still like a shade of green. And I was like, man, fuck this. And I went to my grandma's house, like grandma, I, I fucked up. Can I have some baking soda? <laughs> I also love that you don't have baking soda in the house. 
No, what do I need bacon soda for? Biscuits. You're Southern, you know, like homemade biscuits. You That's the only reason I, I cook in this soda. house. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody does. Somebody, y'all eat. <laughs> well, I don't, we might have bacon soda. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look for it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that worked out and you no longer have blue hands. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, yeah. I would have gotten to work and <laughs> they would have roasted me all week. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. How was your week, man? It was it was all right. You know, we got a, I got a four-day weekend this weekend, so I've been pretty hmm. stoked about that. And I have done absolutely nothing. I have been so, <laughs> I've had a couple of projects around the apartment, but other than that, I've just been a bum and it's been nice. It's also been unbelievably cold and rainy here. So, you know, we're almost to June and it's... 50 degrees and raining it's been doing that all weekend well, so. I, it was 100 degrees here the other day not here bubba not oh, at all my god <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty climate gloomy. change <laughs> <laughs> yeah no right yeah it is pretty gloomy here so yeah not a lot to report just been kind of uh you know working through working through some griffs and, and just keeping my head up and and well, cool. Well, you want to start talking about this guy? You have no idea who we're talking about today. You told me, but I can't remember who it is. <laughs> exactly. I know. I can tell. <laughs> if I just, I have to go, Dalton. I will tell you, but you cannot Google it. And then, and we're usually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about a guy named Kevin Trudeau. My newest book, a thirty-dollar value. Kevin Trudeau's free money. They don't want you to know about. Which talks about government grants and how to get money in loans. This is grant money that you never have to pay back. There's over a hundred thousand hidden secret sources of money from private foundations around the country. Many of which give money directly to individuals. Call, get this book. It's free. We'll show you how to get this money. In some cases, there's a there's chapters in these books that I teach you how to put up to as, as high as ten thousand dollars cash or more in your bank account in as little as 24 hours, money that you never have to pay back. There's unclaimed money in virtually every state waiting for you with your name on it, potentially. All you have to do is apply or find it. It takes less than five minutes, and they can send the check to you virtually instantly. I did it. Just last week, I couldn't believe it, almost $2,000 with my name on it being sent to me right now, Unbelievable. And two other people right here on the set, $50 for one, 300 to the other. So you're going to get it all. This guy has made a bloody fortune, we think, uh, through infomercials. In a lot of ways, he's kind of like the king, the modern king of infomercials. And I think you're actually going to like this guy, this story a lot. I don't think you're going to like this guy, but I think you're going to like this story quite a bit because it hits on a lot of like Dalton's favorite things to talk about. Okay, is this an allegedly situation? Is this a bunch of allegedly's? Uh, not so much. There's, there's, oh, okay. <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's a lot of court transcripts that that are not as alleged as, as what's going on with this guy. Okay, um, fair game. Ed, I like it. Eddie Eddie's a modern guy, so he's 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 current. You know, I think we we went way back in time for the last episode, so I wanted something a little bit more contemporary. Um, just real quick background, the guy. Uh, this guy Kevin was born in Lynn, Massachusetts in 1963. Good student, shy. He's a chubby kid, which I think sometimes leads to, to being shy, a little shy. That's just maybe personal experience coming through. Um, <laughs> when he's 12, though, things sort of take a turn. Uh, he His cousin actually tells him that he's adopted. 
and this is news to Kevin. Uh, his mom had apparently not wanted to tell him until he was 21. And she kind of, she says that he sort of started to change at that point. He denies this and said, no, I'm, I'm the same. It never, it never really impacted me that way. But um, her, she's a quote about this. She said, well, we started to see a big change in Kevin from honor student to no work. He graduated, but had a new attitude. I know he was hurting inside because all of his goals were gone. So she kind of marks this period as like, he, he really wanted to go and, and, and prove himself you know, to the world, because now he felt like he didn't, anything he knew was true, wasn't true. What and, a bastard, that cousin, man. Yeah, well, and I mean, how much, I don't know how old the cousin was, but you're 12, and you know, like, well, that's true. maybe he said something shitty, maybe you didn't know that he didn't know, but I think that, you know, generally, these days, um, honesty's been, like, the, the big approach in adoptions, and being really, you know, uh, upfront with, hey, you were adopted telling them younger rather than older. And right. I don't know. I, I know it's complicated and that really can have a big impact on someone's life. Finding that out out of left field. Um, you know, there's, there's a story about the actor, Jack Nicholson, who he had a mom and a sister and he grew up and they, they sat him down and said, actually your sister is your mom. And the woman who you've been calling your mom is your grandmother, but your sister got pregnant really young and it just looked bad for the family. And so he had this, like, can you imagine something what like that? What a fucked up thing to do to somebody. <sighs> well, not, it's not just fucked up for him, but fucked up for his mom too, because you're not even allowed to call your child your child. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, that's a weird thing. And to do that, to protect, you know, his actual mom, who was just too young when she got pregnant, that's a weird thing. It's like, you'd rather lie to your child than you would tell the truth to whoever you're trying to impress or, you know, right. that's, that's a whole mucky. I'm just, I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of, but at the same time, if uh, somebody doesn't want to have a child that young, th there's options. If yeah, well, maybe I shouldn't get political. All right, <laughs> that's a I just think you wouldn't have Jack Nicholson in the world had had they explored, but we, we won't go down that road. I just think it's weird. I, I think the optics of that thing is weird. It's like when you when you lie to your own family because of the way it makes you look to other people. I, that just that always bothers me. Right. Tangent. I didn't see us going down, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Trudeau. Uh, was really ambitious. And by the age of 15, he was actually uh, attending Amway sales meetings. Do you know anything about Amway? No, I do not, but it sounds important. We're going we're gonna to cover them on another episode for sure. They I know are, about the Amway Center, the arena. Right. And so that is actually related. Amway is the largest MLM uh, company in the United States. It's a, whoa, okay. It's the MLM? Yep. I thought oh, it was yeah. like just like a legit company. How nope. does the MLM have an arena named after them? It is a massive MLM that's been going for years. And, and it's actually, there's a lot to the story. We will definitely do a, maybe a couple episodes on Amway and how it's been around for a really long time. Um, I don't know. You, you know, Betsy DeVos is the former uh, secretary of education. The name sounds familiar. She was, everybody gave her, they didn't like her. She was really rich and she didn't know anything about it. her kids. Never went to public schools. Anyway, she's married to the Amway fortune, which is uh, how she has all these yachts and everything. It's a very wealthy, wealthy family. But anyway, this kid is going to Amway sales meetings at the age of 15. So he's very ambitious. He, you know, he early on, you can tell that he is in it to, to make some money and to sell some stuff and doesn't necessarily I mean, he's 15, so he obviously doesn't have a real job at this point. So he's just looking at all of his options of how you can make some money at 15. Uh, he's also 
looking at the back of like newspaper um, tabloids, like in the back, they had uh, different um, confidential or not confidential sections. What am I? Classified. Classifieds. And a lot of those were um, like you would send away a letter with asking for advice and a few bucks and someone would write you back or they would tell your fortune or things like that. Like these weirdo <laughs> mail scams that you could, you could get into, but it, it peaked his so interest. Cool. <laughs> huh? That sounds so cool. Right. If you could do that, like it'd be great. If you could somehow like charge for an email, like, like COD on an email. Um, so yeah, so then at that point, it it's just sort of gets into his own myth building, you know, and we've seen this with everybody that we've talked about. Well, not everybody, but like Popoff, especially where they- yeah, Storytelling. Cleo, yeah, they just, yeah. they're like, let's invent our background and that'll be our, the way that we go forward. So he, he does like to write about how smart he is. He says that he's got, he, you know, like aced an IQ test and he did it very quickly like he was given i think a three-hour time limit to take the test and he was done in an hour oh, and like, everybody that was thinking <laughs> that i know it's really i i just find if you have to brag about how smart you are it just makes me feel like it's it's one of the stupidest things you could brag about right i just i feel like if you have to brag about how smart you are you're probably the dumbest person in the room yeah and i but I, and i'll say this right now i don't think he's dumb i think he's very clever but i i also i, I doubt his claims to be an absolute brilliant person because arrogant. We'll see. Arrogant is the yeah word. he's very arrogant and we'll see like if you're the most brilliant person in the world you're you're not going to get yourself into any sort of trouble which you know minor spoiler he gets himself into a lot of trouble <laughs> yes so. we would be covering if he didn't <laughs> exactly exactly uh so after he passed aced whatever landed really high on the iq test he was also given an aptitude test this is why we still in school and these are like to determine what your job would be which i think are also kind of laughable that some yeah. sort of written exam is going to tell you that hey you're going to be a taxidermist when you grow up and it's like how do you tell that on paper but he was again very arrogant. He just filled in apparently the letter D for every question and then turned it in. And as a result, his guidance counselor, um, upon seeing the results of the test, told him, and this is according to Trudeau, quote, Trudeau, you don't need to waste my time. You should consider being a forester. That way you can work for long periods of time by yourself. You're a loser and you'll always be a loser. Hey, my teachers had the same idea about me. <laughs> Did they ever say it that directly? Uh, no. Uh, well, one of my seventh grade teacher, uh, fuck, what was her name? She was my seventh grade lit teacher. And she told my mom to her face at a parent teacher conference that I'm going to grow up and work a dead end job and going to be an alcoholic and do nothing with my life. And God damn it, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't think you were an alcoholic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But no, my mama should have wanted to throw hands. Just like, bitch, don't you say it about my fucking son. <laughs> it's bold for a teacher to tell that to a parent. It's even Dude, bolder she was for such an asshole. She was such an asshole. Nobody liked her. But anyway, back to a forester. That seems like a dope job, to be I honest. No, I'm like, what, what, why is, is that the worst thing you could think of? What you right. <laughs> I'd love to be a forester. Are you kidding me? So the, the other part of this story is he said that Years later, um, he was going out to dinner at this really upscale Boston restaurant. Like, I mean, like the nicest restaurant in Boston. 
And um, the guidance counselor was there working a second job as the valet. And so Trudeau comes in and he's got a Lincoln Continental and he says a $25,000 Rolex. And he's like, ha ha, who's the loser now? Which I think <laughs> is really smug. And I don't believe it. <laughs> you know what? I want to believe that. That's a hell of a flex. I love it. <laughs> right? But it's, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't. And, you know. Hopefully by the end of this, you'll go, yeah, that's probably not true based on everything else about this guy. Listen, once again, I don't hate him yet. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. This is good. This is the journey that we're on. So after he did such a great job on the IQ test, he decided that he wanted to take the test for Mensa, which is like the very smart people are in this club called Mensa. Uh, um, Very smart people test. It's a very smart people test. It's a, well, look at us. We're talking about big smart people. <laughs> Some goddamn Yankees. Man. <laughs> big brains. Um, so the Mensa test, he sits down. Um, it's also a time test. And he starts to look at the test and is completely overwhelmed. Like he bit off way more than he could chew. And he realizes it. So he kind of panics. Well, I ain't as smart as I think I am. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're real cocky. You got your chest pointed out and you go into here and then you figure out, uh uh-oh, this is a lot more difficult than just a standard IQ test. As it should be because Mensa is this elite club for big brains. Um, So he turns the test in and just says, hey, I, I don't think I, I wasn't ready. I don't think I could do this. And the person that was administrating the test said, that's fine. We'll destroy it. Well, you know, you know, no worries. If you ever want to try it again, you can. So he does. He goes back in. He tries it again. And this time he's got like this crazy confident swagger again, like he did before. And he finishes it once again. He finishes it in record time. And he goes and he turns it in. And he tells the administrator that he's turning into, he goes, I cheated on this test and if you're so smart and if you're in mensa you should be able to figure out how i cheated and then he walked out of the room oh plot twist okay i like this i like this <laughs> mensa, mensa never reached out to him they well just, they're not they so just... smart after all are they <laughs> so. man's walked in there and cheated they'd rather blow it off than figure out how they did it yeah it's, it's a pretty cocky move though too Oh yeah, big balls on Trudeau. You're like, yeah, like try it. to figure me out, huh? It, it broke the rules. <laughs> There's nothing more that I love than a big healthy flex. So I'm on Team Trudeau at this point. Uh, so he graduates. Um, he he decides not to go to college. He wants to start working. I think he goes back to make that money. And he got a job as a car salesman, and he was really good. And he's he's actually an excellent salesman. I mean, anything that he's put his mind to, he's been able to sell a ton of. And so he's very convincing. He comes across as very likable, very trustworthy, which is everything that you need to be in that field. Um, so not only is he really good at selling the, the cars, he's also really good at hawking auto loans that people may or may not need. So this kind of shows him into like, hey, you don't need this, but you should do it. And people buy into it because again, he's a very good salesman. Um, and that's going to be, that's his thing, you know, going forward at this point. Just immediately just get people in debt. So yeah. they have to keep paying me more money. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, they were saying that there's, there were customers that didn't necessarily need it. that could pay for it and set up a normal um, structure plan. And he just, he managed to talk them into taking these car loans that they didn't need. Now he got into trouble not that uh, not that long after in 1988 he um was indicted on seven counts of larceny for trying to cash eighty thousand dollars in bogus checks 
how did we how did we get to this point i it's it's not really clear so like like a lot of these guys the some of his history is is hidden other than like lawsuits and and you know court findings court proceedings that come up but he's he's popped trying to cash these bogus checks um under under various different names and he pleads guilty um in 1990 so it's, it's a couple of years through the courts because these court proceedings just take forever um and he gets sentenced to 20 days in jail uh for that that's Not it big, that's it that's all he gets so it's 1990 and he gets busted again this time for using sto- stolen social security numbers to open up credit cards under other people's names and charging $122,000 to the cards Oh my God! Yeah, he he's, he said that he had hit a rough spot financially after missing a few payments on his own credit cards, and it ruined his credit. So he had no choice other than to open uh, all right, credit cards uh, in other people's names. Coming up on a rough time. That hundred and what hundred twenty five thousand? Hundred twenty two. Yeah, hundred twenty two thousand dollars. That is not a rough like that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> Like if you need to borrow like fifty or sixty bucks from somebody, that's one thing. But one hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. But besides even that, it's like you have trouble, right? You miss a few payments. What do you do? You stop buying shit on your cards. You know, you try to you you tell you live a little, you know, cheaper than you normally do, and you try to get back on track. You don't like if your reaction to to getting behind on your own payments is to go and steal a bunch of social security numbers and open up a bunch of new cards to buy more shit with it. You're you you you're have zero financial responsibility. Yeah. Like that's that's a bonkers reaction to that situation. You know? like, okay, so I'm I'm past doing a couple of bills. What do I do? Here's an idea. Let's go break the law and steal someone else's credit and social security number and ruin their credit as a result. I, that's guy, man. that yeah and he's the, like this is really indicative of a, of a lot of his decisions that he's going to make you know where you're just like okay so here's a problem there's a b what the fuck why did you take d like where did that even come from <laughs> but know? the thing is like the, the thing that threw me is if he took responsibility for it okay whatever i was saying like oh no i couldn't help but steal people's credit cards right or steal i, I just with social security numbers but that's fucking uh, just the option, like the the conclusions that he comes to for his problems, I'm just like, you're not that. Like, where did that come from? Where where, where did you decide that? Hey, that's the best approach to this, you know? Uh, it's wild. It's wild. Well, so he um, he also insisted that he was actually paying off all of the stolen credit cards in time, you know, as if that makes it better that he was making all of those payments, which I just think. I don't believe that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's you know, the reason that people steal social security numbers to open up credit lines is to improve that person's credit history, right? That's, <laughs> that's what, Listen, they're going to be better off at the end of this right, than when I started. Like, your honor, they should be thanking me because I actually improved <laughs> their credit score by paying off all of these cards in time. I'm like, are you real? What? Just I don't even know what to I oof. yeah that's real and I'm just like, oh, god. oh god that one made me I had to read that one a few times and make sure that I, I was like let me just find a few more sources to figure out if this is real or if I'm just reading one biased account um so he pled guilty and I, it was right on the heels of his other plea so he ended up getting two years for the credit card theft oh boy yeah. 
Um, so while he was in jail, he uh, became friends with a cocaine dealer named Jules Lieb. And the two headed off, were very good friends, and they decided as soon as they were going to get out, they were going to business together. Um, so he, they, they got out, and together they formed a company called Trudeau Marketing Group. And they used that marketing vehicle, that, that, that LLC or whatever the kind of the company was, to join an MLM, which was called Nutrition for Life. Hmm. So what do you think Nutrition for Life, what do you think their business is? Uh, get skinny quick schemes. That's it's, what it sounds like. It's like pills and it's the, it's the Alex Jones stuff. Yeah. You gotta take this calcium. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You, <laughs> you are surprisingly close uh, to a future endeavor when you talk about calcium, but we're going to get there. <laughs> Not even close, like on the money. You, you, like that's, I'm surprised that's what you said. I was like, I'm like, is he reading my script? What's going on? He didn't actually Google this guy like I told you not to. I was trying to make an actual like Sean reference. <laughs> it's very similar. It's like a Herbalife or you know, one of these just pill yeah. pill mills that they do. Um they they did very well, especially Trudeau. And he quickly becomes the most successful recruiter ever. And he managed to double his business in a year, which is just unheard of. But to do that, he's very aggressive. And when he's trying to recruit people, he starts to promise things that are just not realistic. And I think that's where a lot of MLMs get into trouble is that their recruiters are like, you could be making enough money to buy your personal yacht every year. But the truth is, is like, unless you're on the top of the, the organization, you're never going to make that kind of money. Right. Like you'll make a little bit, but you know, the further down you are from the top, the less and less you get. You know, you're just kind of getting scraps until you can work your way up. So there's some there's some questionable recruiting tactics that were at play. And it happens a lot. And I think that's actually where you see a lot of these MLMs fall apart is when they just overpromise and they underdeliver. Which is constantly. Right. Well, constant. And that also attracts the attention of law enforcement. <laughs> and yeah. once again, he he gets in, in a little bit of trouble. So the um, MLMs are totally legit, Austin. I could have <laughs> never seen this coming. <laughs> so the, the Illinois attorney general filed a complaint against Trudeau and Lieb. Uh, they were accused of running, surprise, surprise, a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up settling. There was no no prison time, no jail time. They, they settled and they paid a total of $185,000 to the state of Illinois and seven other states. Um Michigan forbade them from operating in that state. And then there was a class action suit, uh, class action lawsuit filed by the stockholders of Nutrition for Life for violations of Texas law, which included misrepresenting and or omitting material information about Nutrition for Life International. Um, it, a lot of legal stuff. They The company ended up paying um, $2 million to settle the case. Ooh. And they also paid the plaintiff's attorney's fees of $600,000. So his impact on what was going on within this company was big enough where the main, the actual parent company also got in trouble with its stockholders and had to pay out, out people because he was just wreaking havoc and promising a ton of yeah. shit that he couldn't deliver on. So, you know, he must've been $185,000, the settlement that they made. He must've had nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, no, to me, like that's a lot. That's a lot of money. He must have been like fairly good at this mm. to get that much money. 
I'm saying nothing compared to what I think he made. I think he made a lot more money okay. than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just drop in the bucket at this point. Right. So at this point, he's tried <laughs> credit card fraud, check fraud, creating a pyramid scheme, and none of this has really worked out for him. Like he's Anything made... but honest work. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, why, why start honest work now? This is when he uh, pivots over to infomercials, which is what he's best known for. Billy Mays here. I'm here to tell you about OxyClean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's definitely a few figures, but this guy, I mean, Billy Mays, at least Is it was that a the product. the cocaine connection from the guy in jail and Billy Mays? <laughs> to Billy Mays. <laughs> um, Billy Mays at least got products that you could use in the house. This is these. I'm going to read you off some of the stuff that he was hawking at first. And I think it becomes pretty obvious very quickly that this is not oxyclean or you know like some super tape that'll put together a shovel black seal yeah exactly <laughs> uh so his first one was called it was actually named after himself it's called kevin trudeau's mega memory training program this asshole went <laughs> and named this out of her i've never heard of this motherfucker why is he naming things after himself you might hear of him when we get to some of his later stuff. Um, this is the only thing he actually names after himself. And I think he catches wise where he's like, don't put my name on that. I'll sell it. Yeah. I'll make the money off of it. Don't put my name on that. <laughs> yeah, that's a real dumb move, especially if your product doesn't work. Yeah, but well, this is the first thing. So you don't know until you float it, right? That's true. So this it claimed that a um, scientific study showed that it could help anyone achieve a photographic memory, even people with learning disabilities and low IQs. It was developed by working with blind and mentally handicapped students. And this breakthrough and quote system promised to increase recall ability from 50 to 90% in just five days. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. no, no, it does not. So, Again, Billy Mays. I can't even remember what, what did Billy Mays sell. OxyClean. He sold. Uh, he did do OxyClean. Okay. Was he the slap chop? No, he wasn't the slap no, chop. And guy. he wasn't the Sham Wow guy. Uh, Sham Wow and Slap Chop guy were the same guy. Maybe, yeah. But Slap Chop is great. I, I mean, that's I have one at home. No, I love it. Stop it. Just get yourself what? a nice knife. I got a nice knife, but sometimes I don't want to be cutting up garlic because it makes my fingers smell and like. What the garlic smells amazing. I just, it I don't, does, but it doesn't leave your fingers for days. I, I, like I, I talked. I, I joked around about me not cooking earlier, but one-use kitchen tools are like the bane of my existence. They hurt me so bad. Oh man, I I I love my slap chop. I got. I've, I've had. To, I've, I I had it. I broke it. It's not like a name brand slap chop, but it, it's the same thing. And it broke, and I bought another one, and I'm do not regret. I've owned <laughs> now being the owner of two slap chops. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What all do you chop with it? Huh? What all do you chop with it? Oh, I don't use it that much, but I do like having it when I want it. It's just, it's because it's small. <laughs> like if I have to blend some, I don't want to get the food processor out and it has the same, you know, consistency at the end. It's just a smaller portion. Yeah, it's good stuff. Fair enough. It's not, no, it's not the I bought a ShamWow, so I can't say anything. <laughs> See, we're all guilty of it. I bought a sham. Dude, it's, micro, it's a microfiber towel. It will clean up anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just have regular microfiber towels around. I didn't. I didn't go for the brand name. <laughs> but it's not Mega Memory. Just, just so you know, I'm gonna put that out there. Um, one of the other products is he called it the uh, the Sable Hair Farming System, 
And he said that it actually prevents, reduces, or reverses hair loss and is superior to Rogaine. It will finally end baldness in the human race, was the claim. Once again, you cannot reverse hair loss. Once it's gone, it's gone. You just got to embrace it. You just got to go ahead and get out on clippers. A lot of bold claims. A lot of bold claims. This one might be the most ominous slash my favorite slash my fucking least favorite out of all of them. This one's called Dr. Callahan's Addiction Breaking System. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. This is an asshole. Uh, what happened? I thought you liked him. Uh, I, I like the he's flexing with the Rolexes to the teacher. Be like, oh, what a bitch. But I don't like people fucking with addicts. I don't know. Yeah, me too. That's, just, that's I, a I very fundamentally evil thing. Well, so um, apparently this product could cure, cure, in, in quotes, alcoholism, overeating, cigarette smoking, and cocaine and heroin addiction. And you ready for this? He could cure them in just... 60 seconds what yeah so no what do you think that would entail i'm gonna ask you before i tell you what it did um okay was it like a cd like did you have to listen to like did you have to meditate Um, there is a videotape a 60 second long videotape well, there's, I, I don't know how long the videotape was, but apparently like if you practice what this videotape showed you, you could cure it in 60 seconds. Okay. Well, what does it show you? <laughs> so I like, I, if you'd have said me- meditation, I think that's fair. If you'd have said like some sort of hypnotism, it'd be like, maybe no, no, none of that. This breakthrough addiction stopping method was a series of gestures, including tapping the face, chest and hand, rolling his eyes and humming. And if you did that in the right order, it would cure your addiction. What? The, did they give you the right order? I, yeah, that's the tape. Like he presents the, the things and like you tap your head and your chest and, and you roll your eyes and you hum and you do all this crazy stuff and it's supposed to fix your addiction to heroin, to heroin. <laughs> I mean, like, it, like not, not even talk about alcohol or, you know, overeating heroin. They're like, oh yeah, no problem. We got that. Ah, oh, this dude sucks. This yep. dude sucks. Yep. Uh, we got more though. I got well, I got happens, two more. What happens if you order that though? Like, what what year are we in right now? Uh, this is the nineties. Okay, so internet. This is like the early. mid mid. It's this all all of these products happen between like mid to late nineties. There's no sort of way to like review these nope. products and. Uh. Yep. Well, there's a couple more. That was, I think that's the particularly the worst one, but he has one called Howard Berg's mega reading speed reading program, which claims to improve anyone's reading speed and comprehension by as much as 10 times. Um, and it coupled this with a story about a little girl who was brain damaged in a car accident and half of her brain stopped functioning. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they, uh, th- this program was an, it was able to increase her reading speed uh, from three to six hundred words per minute. Oh. <laughs> All right. of these things are impossible. Like everything yeah, that yeah, he's trying absolutely. to sell is impossible things. He's one more. One more. This is the last one. This was called Eden's Secret Nature's Purifying Product would clean your body of toxic waste matter and purify your blood supply. And it claimed to the they claim that the pH balance of the bloods um, becomes better, the microflora of the colon becomes better, and you're simply enhancing the overall integrity of your body. 
Um, supposedly, it it cured PMS and other illnesses, and at the same it time, PMS? it cured PMS. Yep, and at the same time, caused weight loss. It sounds like he's putting like a bunch of words that sound good together, like in a sentence. It's improving the pH of your blood, and yep. just, what the fuck does that even mean, man? Right, I know. It's like what I just. I wonder if it's too, it's about the same time that they're doing those um, secret commercials where they're like, um, strong enough for a man, pH balance for a woman. What? That was, that <laughs> what was, does that even mean? that was a, that was the line. It was a, a, a line in commercials for secret deodorant. Oh, and okay. it was just, they were like, it's, it's specially formulated for women, <laughs> even though men could wear it too. And that was, I mean, Dalton all over the air about the same time so i'm wondering if he just kind of said oh yeah people are talking about ph balances when it comes to women's hygiene and beauty products why don't we just take that incorporate it into some bullshit advertising product the, speaking of, i'm going the opposite direction off on a tangent but did you ever see do you remember uh dr dr pepper 10 mm, there was a 10 calorie dr pepper and the commercials were very sexist and very anti-women. It's like, this drink isn't for a woman. This drink is for a man. It has at least 10 calories. Jeez. I mean, like, yeah, the history of advertising and sexism is still writing itself. Let's just Even say that. like as a like middle school, high school student, I still knew when I saw that, I was like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff that somehow, somehow still gets released. Like as many people that have had to sign on and approve these things before they make the air, like everybody misses it. And and it gets on the air. People are like, what the fuck is this? And there's panic and it's crazy. Doesn't mean it has to go through like a test group, right? Yeah, yeah. It goes through multiple test groups. Absolutely. (laughs) This is a bunch of farmers in a room going, yeah! But but it's even more than that. It's like you've got all of the people that are working at the agency, all of the people that are working that work directly for the, the company, you know, like that that also look at it and run it up the flagpoles. You've got testing, you've got, you know, it, it's just it, there's so many eyeballs on these advertisements before you they go out the, the door. Old Hardy's Carl Jr.'s commercials. I, which one were those? They're, they're like, uh, one of them had Jessica Simpson in a bikini washing a car while she had a, a Hardy's hamburger in her hand. Yeah. How the fuck does shit like that get Well, I, I think even more that was a product of a different time. I think that was some, like, look at all the GoDaddy commercials that were on the air until. I thought GoDaddy was a porn site for the longest time until I like, went to go to GoDaddy and I was like, buy a website here. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I thought this was. <laughs> I can't jerk off to this. But see, that's like, <laughs> that's that's the advertising. The advertising was so slimy and, and did not represent what the, the product was about. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue with the story. <laughs> no, that's <all> right. <laughs> so you were saying you're like, there's no way to complain about this kind of stuff, like online or anything. But there, there was a way to complain, and it was to the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. If I get burned by something, I'm not able to immediately tweet about it and immediately express my disapproval. I'm not going to fucking call the FTC. Not today, but you would have in the '90s because there wasn't another choice, you know. And you start to see. I mean, I think that's a big consequence of the internet is that. A lot of these government agencies, a lot of congressmen, they, they, they don't pick up their phones anymore because they don't have to, you know, like you're yeah. not going to get, you're, you're unable to get directly through to them without a lot of trouble and a lot of, uh, you know, 
just hoops that you have to jump through, but it wasn't the case. You could still pick up the phone and get somebody, hopefully eventually get somebody live from the FTC to make your complaints and they get enough complaints. They start an investigation, which is what happened to Mr. Trudeau. Well, what happened to him? What did he, he stopped doing infomercials and just go away forever. (laughs) Wish (laughs) (laughs) the, uh, they brought a lawsuit against him. Um, and they, ended up fining him um, $500,000 for Mm. making these false claims. And their premise was, you're just claiming that these things do things. You're lying. You're fucking lying. lying. Right. You're lying. That's (laughs) it. You're just lying. Um, And so they find him. He said, I'm I'm sorry. Again, no jail time. Now he's just paying money. You know, there's no, there's no sentence or anything. There's no repercussions. There's not any. 20 days the first time two years was kind of fair for the second one and then it's just paying cash after that there's there's never any repercussions for him so right. why would he stop doing what he's doing well it's like, okay say that. i just throw a little money their way and they forget all about it yep and naturally all he does is pivot to another product to start up the infomercials and this time it's something called coral calcium supreme see the calcium <laughs> i can't do an alice <laughs> I'm so, so bad this this calcium he claimed that it was derived from uh, Japanese marine coral, and it was an it was pitched as an effective means to prevent, treat, and cure. You ready for this? Cancer, heart uh, disease, and various other degenerative this diseases. This guy, uh, once again, it sounds like he's just threw a bunch of nice words together. What the fuck is a Japanese marine coral? <laughs> then on top of that, it can't cure cancer, man. If you cured cancer, it'd be all over the news. Yep. No, but, but it also can prevent it or treat it in addition to cure it. Um, so for this, uh, a one month supply would be 90 pills. Uh, and those were 345 milligrams a, a piece. 90 pills from, are you taking three pills a day? Yeah. Taking three pills a day. Oh, God. Uh, and it would set you back uh, twenty bucks plus nine dollars in shipping, which so, uh, we're we're gonna do a whole episode too about like the pill industry and like these these pharmacists like these the people like Alex Jones and all these other people that use um, Glenn Beck uses them too where they pitch all these like really really over Beck is the pill guy now oh yeah they're all, all a lot of these uh, right wing radio people are in are in the pill business and then there's left wing people like. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop and they all uh, I made a candle out of my pussy juice. Look at me. <laughs> it's not quite what it was, but it's close <laughs> enough for this podcast. Um, <laughs> so I, so for just to, by example, yeah, ninety uh, pills, uh, three hundred forty-five milligrams a piece for essentially thirty bucks. I went on Amazon. I was just like, "What's the price today?" Because you'd think maybe it's you know, it's it would... still out there. No, this is just regular generic, not his okay. brand, name brand. Okay. But today you could get um, two hundred and forty of the twelve hundred milligram pills, milligram pills for sixteen bucks. So, yeah, it's it's a ripoff. It's it's totally overpricing something just because it's packaged and it's got a spokesperson on an infomercial. That makes me so angry. Like just selling dreams to people that they're never going to get. Well, so this might surprise you and it surprised me because this time it's not individual consumers that are complaining because with something like pills, it's really like if you're going to tell people that you can increase their reading skills in, you know, 30 days and their reading skills don't get 
don't increase, you, you're going to say something, right? You're going to report something you feel like you got ripped off. Or right. if you buy this uh, hooey addiction remedy and your addiction is not cured, you're going to be mad. With something like these calcium pills, it's like if you're trying to prevent cancer and in 30 days you don't get cancer, like you just, you don't know. Like there's, uh, there, you don't have as much of a pushback from a consumer base, right? I mean, like right. you can't say, oh, it's not working. And then you can go, well, did you get cancer? And they go, well, no. Well, it's working. You know, <laughs> like it's harder to prove <laughs> or disprove these products this way. But what happens is the um, the dietary supplement industry gets pissed off about it. Oh, really? Yeah, they said, they're, hey, this guy's making us look really bad because we sell calcium too, but we know that it doesn't prevent all of these diseases. Exactly. And so this guy's making all of us look like charlatans and that's unacceptable, even though, you know, there's definitely some shady players in that business like any other space, but um, yeah. So the Washington uh, DC-based Council for Responsible Nutrition petitioned the government to take action against these outrageous marketing claims for the dietary supplement product, Coral Calcium. And then the council's president, her name was Annette Dixon, I'm sorry, Annette Dickinson called the supplement, in quotes, one of the most aggressively and pervasively promoted dietary supplements on the market today, adding that the entire industry is tarnished when irresponsible companies appear to be getting away with making illegal claims. Yeah, so, good, good for her. Yeah, I mean, the industry regulating itself doesn't happen often. <laughs> Usually yeah. doesn't happen for the good. But I love to see it. Yep. So now we're in, in 2003 and in late 2003, late June of 2003, uh, U.S. Marshals operating at the behest of the Food and Drug Administration seized about $2.6 million worth of coral calcium supreme. So they raided. So they, oh, wow. The, what did, did he get jail time or? No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think so. No. So the FTC said that this was not a new complaint, but this was a violation of the previous complaint that they had because they had already told him you need to stop doing these deceptive marketing practices. And he clearly didn't do it. He just yeah. went into another venture and kept doing it. Well, so, he, did he try to say, well, this isn't deceptive. They're not getting cancer. I don't know what you want from me. Probably, but they said tough shit. Like we, there's enough scientific evidence that we know that calcium is not preventing or treating or curing cancer like i don't think it's you can argue against that but i think that you go to a court of law i mean the amount of people that ftc would have backing them up versus the amount of people that trudeau could try to cobble together <laughs> to, to be on his behalf it's it, there's no there's no i don't think there's a case there yeah like you okay. could fight it but you're not going to win fair um so they were they were upset because they said hey you did this in 98. We told you to stop doing it. Here you are in 2003. You're still at it. You clearly learned nothing. Um, so Trudeau agreed to pay $2 million as a fine, which was just, I think it was $500,000 in cash. And then he turned over his home and a couple of cars. that were. Oh, wow. Uh, so this is a really big loss for him. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> not though. Maybe question mark. Maybe question mark. Um, but what an interesting thing that came out of this was he agreed to uh, the FTC and him came into agreement where he would no longer um, be in infomercials. Like that's it. He can't do infomercials anymore. That was, he was the first person the FTC has ever banned from participating in infomercials on the air. 
Wow, that's impressive. I, I don't I don't think that would happen today. No, but... it's it's really hard to think that something like that would happen. These agencies are so overworked and understaffed that just to to actually follow through with something like that. Right. So the FC, FTC puts out a press release. And I want to read it because I think it's really important to kind of tip off what's going to happen next. Um, the settlement announced today permanently bans Trudeau and the other defendants, Shop America USA LLC, Shop Marketing Group LLC, and True Star Global Media Limited from appearing in, producing, or disseminating infomercials that advertise any product, service, or program, and regardless of the advertising medium used to make the claim, from marketing representations that any product, program, or service can cure, treat, or prevent any disease or provide health benefits. The order's ban on future infomercials exempts infomercials for books, newsletters, and other informational publications. Hmm. So just nipping in bud right there. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to come back to that. Now we're going to get into some Alex Jones shit. Okay, yeah. Strap this, in. Let's do this it. This is the part I think you... I was like, this is what... Dalton's going to love this stuff. So it's really unclear when... Because he does not, he's not good with dates, and it's and he writes some of the stuff down, and it just it's like a mishmash of all this crazy ideas that he's got. It's the ramblings of a madman. Yeah. So um, at some point, while all this is going on, uh, Trudeau claims to have been approached by two gentlemen while he was in a bowling alley, who invited him to join a secret society that they were part of. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> So the two men had apparently been monitoring Trudeau for a while and knew what that he had what it took to be a part of their group, which was smarts, a willingness to bend the rules, and a blinding ambition to make money. So <laughs> they promised access to the most powerful people on earth in exchange for his talents. Their goal was simple, to increase their already vast wealth, and Trudeau was exactly who they were looking for. As part of this group, I, you, I could see it in your face. You're like ready for it and it's coming. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I know anybody I'm listening. I'm struggling to be quiet. No, yeah, nobody can see Dalton right now and he's about to explode. <laughs> Keep going. As a part of this group, he has met with global heads of state, traveled to over 60 countries, been to Area 51, and seen the extraterrestrial artifacts, spacecraft, and alien bodies therein. That's right, Dalton. For the last 20 years, he has been part of the New World Order. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> <Global> <laughs> <Air>! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to get it out of my system. Yep. <laughs> he was a globalist. <laughs> okay. It was. <laughs> oh. I, knew it. I was like, Dalton's going to lose his shit. This is the moment where he's going to lose his shit. I mean, I may not get him back. He may leave the podcast at this point. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well. Was he at meetings at Bohemian Grove? <laughs> <laughs> I did look into that. I was like, I can't find anything about Kevin Trudeau being at Bohemian <laughs> Grove. But I did look. That is an area that I was like, let me explore that a little bit. 
So he says at this time that when he's part of this organization, he's made hundreds of millions of dollars and dined with kings and queens, met with the most elite families in the world and had access to every bit of secret information that was out there. Oh, Kevin Trudeau, please tell me what my future holds. Uh, so, <laughs> well, no, he doesn't do that. Sadly, he tends well, to... Well, no, tell me what the future of the world will right. be. Where, where it goes. No, he, he is going to expose some quote truths uh in his next little phase he's he's got a lot of a lot of truth telling that he learned <laughs> while he was part of this the the globalist organization he's got real fucking wacky real fast yeah so this is going to be and this is going to really plays into the rest of his his career up till today um so i really quick i want to go back to that ftc statement because there's that last line in the statement is really important and the last line of the ftc press release said this order's ban on future infomercial exempts infomercial for books, newsletters, and other informational publications. Loophole. Not a loophole, but only because the FCC does not have the power to um, ban infomercial selling books because that is a violation of your First Amendment rights. Huh. So they can't touch that, and they know that. And now Trudeau knows that. And so what does he do? He becomes a self-published author. Uh, this fucking asshole. <laughs> he can't give up the infomercials. They're just too good for him. Like that, he knows that business. He's really good at it, and he sells a lot of shit through it. And so he's like, if I can't sell my products, I can sell books. I've got real tears <laughs> in my yeah. eyes right now. <laughs> he just, he just can't, keeps going back to the well. Um, so in 2004... He releases his very first book. I okay, and I'm gonna we're gonna do this guessing game. What do you think that he's writing about now? Um, it's just you know, vanilla conspiracy stuff, you know, like uh aliens, other dimensions, uh possible war conflicts, stuff like that. The name of his first book is Natural Cures They in quotes don't want you to know about. This son of a bitch found a way to do it again. Oh my god. Yep. So the premise of the book is more or less that the healthcare industry has no incentive for curing diseases. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, a couple of things that come out of this book, he, he does come off as a, an advocate for organic foods and eating whole foods versus process. And so, yeah, I'll give him credit for some of that stuff. Like I understand that that's some of that. And you know what? I think that there's nothing wrong with a healthy like skepticism of the pharmaceutical industry, because I do think that there's some really bad practices and there's some really like shitty things that go on there. But I'm, he claims that there are all natural cures for serious illnesses, including cancer, herpes, arthritis, AIDS, acid reflex disease, various phobias, depression, obesity, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, lupus, chronic fatigue syndrome, syndrome, uh, ADD, muscular dystrophy, and that these are being deliberately hidden and suppressed from the public by the FDA, uh, the FTC, and the major food and drug companies. Here's the thing. If there are 7 billion people on this planet if there were a cure, if there was a cure for cancer, we would know by now. Somebody would have it, <laughs> you know. In the yep. age of in the age of the internet, nothing's a secret anymore. Yeah, like yep. there are no more secrets. Like somebody would know, and it would just be out there. 
No, but Dalton, you don't understand. The FDA and the FTT and Big Pharma are trying to protect the profits of these industries, and they do so by manipulating the that government. That's such a fucking American-centric idea. Like, we're not the only country in the world. Other people have access to the internet. Yeah, but no, Dalton, come on. <laughs> I just, I, I think two things about this are really interesting. I think that the two government entities that he paints as villains are the two that have been giving him trouble his entire life. Right. This asshole has career. a fucking vendetta and he against can't let it the go. FTC and the FDA because they keep coming after him. They keep knocking him out of business. And so now he's like, well, they're the villains. And it is just so soaked in conspiracy thinking, you know, like everything he says about this stuff is like, and I'm like, of course people buy it, you know, they, like Americans. And, and I don't know if it's more than anywhere else, but it, that's the feeling I get have a really healthy distrust of the government. Right. And I, and I say, and healthy, rightfully so. yes, I think that's a good thing. I think you shouldn't trust your government. I think that that's that I think blind patriotism is really a bad idea, but there's a there's a point where that kind of teeters to like conspiratorial thinking where it's like right, everything a fine line. right and and i think this that he is looking for those people that are willing to cross the line you know and you also have to think there's a lot of people who gets back to maybe have terrible health insurance or have had a terrible health uh, like experience with the health industry They're preying on the poor or yeah and or have have had a you know just a bad misdiagnosis which happens a lot you know yeah. and, and and so like you come after those people they're going to send you 30 bucks for this giant book of or sometimes bullshit. it's the other direction too especially with women my sister i believe i have adhd and I believe my sister does too. But my little conspiracy theory is that is that since she's a woman, they don't they didn't diagnose her with it. They just said, oh, you know, she's a girl. She's gonna be a little eccentric. Yep. But I can I can see like when she talks and she goes off on like mini tangents and how she's not able to focus on one thing at a time. Like I can see the traits in myself in her. I'm like, girl, you got you need to go get some medication. <laughs> you gotta fucking we just and we just talked about it in the last episode where women were institutionalized two to one, you know, compared to men because of their hysterics. You know, like right. their husband said, "Oh, this woman is out of control. She's clearly insane." And the doctors <laughs> would go, "Okay, we will we will check her in." You know, it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's like yeah, there's a whole lot about like the the gender balance in healthcare um, and, and racial as well. But that that this guy is not concerned with any of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and like I said, I said earlier, he does have some solid core principles, right? He talks about improving your diet, exercise um, more, that organic food and whole food is better than processed food, which we know these things are right. Um, and, and there's been people that I, I've read about that have turned their lives around after reading something like this. But I'd say that's about the happiest conclusion you can come to with this fucking book. They, I mean, in addition to all the mumbo jumbo, he talks, he says, um, in quotes, the sun does not cause cancer. Sunblock, however, has been shown to cause cancer. <laughs> yep. Or this is one of my favorites. Quotes, all over-the-counter non-prescription drugs and prescription drugs cause illness and disease. What the fuck kind of batshit crazy nonsense is that? I've never gotten a headache after taking Tylenol. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, this is and this is the this is the one that made me fucking crazy. I, I can't even tell you. He said uh, in quotes, "If you read the labels of everything you put in your mouth, you would see the names of various chemicals. All the chemicals listed are dangerous man-made chemicals. They are poisons. If you were to take 
any of those chemicals and ingest a large amount at one time, you would probably die. Therefore, they are, in fact, poisons. You can take anything and die. If I, if I eat 10,000 oranges, I will probably die. Yes, anything <laughs> in excess will kill you. Yeah, what the so, fuck does that even mean? It's a, it's like a, it's one of the worst logic problems that I've ever encountered. Where it's like, there's a tiny bit of this chemical in this pill, but it's a poison, so you should not take that pill, even if it has other benefits to it. Uh, that's just that's dangerous at a certain point. Yep, and and these are the the uh, infomercials that he has for these are on the air all the time. They were on the air up to 139 times per week. I'm guessing multiple channels. Yep, multiple channels. And I'm guessing uh, specific demographics. Not as much. He just bought time wherever he could, and he bought time okay. on a lot of different channels. Okay, so he's not necessarily preying. On no, he's not. He and, wants to. He's okay. out to make as much money as he can. He'll get anybody that can believe him, that'll believe him. Okay. Um, he also sold a shitload of books, Dalton. He, this is this book was a New York Times bestseller. Are you serious? It was the number one New York Times bestseller. Do you know the book that finally knocked it off of the New York Times bestseller list? The Secret. No, that's funny you say that. That's going to come up again. No, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Yes! <laughs> 10 but, points for Gryffindor! But that's, that. I mean, okay. So anybody listening who has paid attention to anything about Harry Potter, if you've never read them, knows just how many books they've sold, right? A shit ton. A shit ton. And the fact that this guy is the number one until a new Harry Potter book comes out, that's an insane amount of books. This guy made a bloody fortune and poisoned. I can't even tell you how many people's brains. He made a what? A bloody fortune. (laughs) It was the Harry Potter. Harry, it was a bloody fortune. (laughs) When you listen back to these and you hear you do your accents, what do you think? I can't do <laughs> well, I, I, I think that's a man. That's a horrible accent. But a lot of times, it was it's so bad that it's funny. And I'm like, okay, I'll leave it. <laughs> Every accent I do sounds like a fucking redneck doing it. <laughs> it just sounds like a redneck trying yeah, to do a British accent. You're my redneck, so it's fine. Yes. <laughs> uh, so surprisingly, doesn't doesn't raise any red flags with this book. No, no, nothing happens. So he, insane. Yeah. So he publishes a second, like a follow-up, which is called "More Natural Cures Revealed," and the subtitle is "Previously Censored Brand Name Products That Cure Diseases." Really, not much different. Yeah, he he just he does a lot of the same. He writes a lot of the same thing, just kind of rephrases it, puts it in a new book, different book. Yeah, and you know what? And inside, he he suggests remedies of some of these like pill companies that he still has relationships with. So he's not promoting it on the air, but if you read the book and you see this, you're going to want to go order it. He also has like this weird directory of doctors that he, um, that he recommends for like different alternative medicine and things like that. So I, I wonder if he's somehow getting paid by these doctors to list their names in his book. I feel like that's, he's probably making revenue in a lot of different places, Yeah, but what he does do in the second book is that he um, promotes his website, which is called naturalcures.com. And he says, if you want more information, go there. And that's a subscription based website. Of course. So your subscription is either $9 and 95 cents a month or $500 for a lifetime membership. 
five hundred dollars for a lifetime membership. They didn't think websites gonna be around forever. I just I don't know. I think his ambition was probably bigger than the actual execution of any of this stuff. Yeah, so his 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 thing was that he wanted to be like WebMD, but with a subscription. You know, like when you go and you have a problem and you go look it up and they give you some hooey, you know, natural remedy for whatever issue you have. Right. You have a bad cough, mix lemon and honey. Right. Yeah. Right. Just not pharmaceutical grade lemon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, you know, this one, once again, neither of these books caught the FTC um, attention. They uh, submitted the infomercials to the inf- to the FTC. They approved them and deemed acceptable for broadcast. And it's because he wasn't making any of these huge claims about like cures or treatments. He was just talking about these insane, you know, conspiracies, but that's protected speech. So he wasn't doing any harm through the infomercial. Now, once you get the book, you could potentially, there could be some harm there, but that was beyond what the FTC was worried about. Yeah, just out of their hands at that point. Yep. So the next book, he runs into some trouble. (laughs) Where do you you think he's going with this next book? So he's done his two natural remedies. What do you think he's going to weigh in on? By the way, let me just say, this guy is not a doctor. He has zero medical training. And, and, And over and over again, people are like, this guy's, why are we listening to this guy? He's not a doctor. No medical training, no scientific background, nothing. He's a salesman. Honestly, I don't know. And he's writing these books. It's not even like he's just selling them. He writes them and then sells them. That's insane. Like, I don't want to get my information from a doctor. I want to get my information from Kevin Trudeau. Yep, exactly. So he knows that there's a lot of money to make to be made in the weight loss industry. Oh, my God. So his next book is called The Weight Loss Cure They, in quotes, don't want you to know about. Who the fuck is they? <laughs> Why don't they want you to know? They is, they is, they is the, the globalist. CDC. No, that's the, yeah, it's the new world order. It's like, <sighs> it, he does, the they is what the FTC, the FDA, all these pharmaceutical companies are trying to hide to secure their profits. Uh, Which is weird because he claims to be part of, you know, the globalist organization, yet he's turning out and ratting on them for the sake of his products. Oh, did they think he's some kind of weird, like, double agent? Well, that they he, don't know that he's writing these books. He does say that after he's been starts publishing these books, that that's there's two guys that look like they're from Men in Black, based on his description. Are you serious? Show up at his door and try to threaten him into not spreading the information. But by God, he's going to keep doing it. They would just put a fucking thing. bullet in his head. <laughs> they wouldn't fucking threaten him. There'd be no threats. They just shoot him. Why? Why? Dalton, what's our what's our line? Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah. So the weight loss cure they don't want you to know about was published in 2007, and it was it outlined a diet program based on one developed by a guy named Dr. Albert T. W. Simmons in the 1950s. Um, his approach was to reset the hypothalamus, which is the part of the brain that controls body temperature, thirst, and hunger. So these you are, can't do that. you can't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, they certainly try. Um, <laughs> and, and again, this is the fifties. So the medicine looks a lot different in the fifties than it does in 2007 when this book came out. So, you know, Trudeau is not stupid. He knows how much money there is in dieting even to this people desperate to get their lives back desperate um 
among other things, the, this cure, in quotes, which includes an array of do's and don'ts spread over four stages, requires the subject to limit him or herself to 500 calories per day. No fucking way. Dude, that is nothing. That's nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. A piece yeah. of bread is 100 calories. Yeah, no, they, they say you have to reduce it for uh, to 500 calories for four to six weeks. He's telling you to fucking starve yourself. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. On top of that, you have to walk for an hour a day, receive regular liver, parasite, heavy metal, and colon cleanses. And Which I'm take... assuming he sells. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and take daily doses of, wait for it, coral calcium. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> this doesn't stop. So... I know you said that 500 calories is starvation and you're right. Um, according to the university of Ohio, Ohio, uh, scratch that according to the university of Idaho, 500 calories is not even a sufficient amount of calories to support normal cognitive brain function or physical movements. Eating such a restricted diet will lower your thyroid function as your body is put into survival mode. The Mayo Clinic also reports that headaches, fatigue, mood swings, gallstones, male breast enlargement, and irritability are common side effects to this diet. Whenever I was like on my like biggest waist, weight loss thing that I was trying to do like two years ago, I was told to never like go under 1200 calories mm-hmm. and that's more than double. Why he's telling you to put in your body. Yep. A hundred percent. This is, this is dangerous. Um, in addition to the dieting, the subject also must really receive regular injections of HCG, which is a hormone that's found in human placenta, in the human placenta. So, wait, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to get this? Are you could get them by prescription in the United States. Okay. So. I just thought he was stealing placentas since he went to the, <laughs> to the women's clinic. <laughs> Baby stealing. Right in the trash can. <laughs> no, but I mean, this this is a crash diet for sure. And the intention even talk, talked about in the diet when it was, you know, developed in the 50s was for the patient to lose between one and one and a half pounds a day. Well, yeah, you're going to do that because your body's fucking eating itself. Exactly. So can I, do you want to you want me to read you the menu like a, a like what you're supposed to eat in this first four to six week period? I'm going to fucking flip this table. I know it's, <laughs> it's bad. So uh, for breakfast, you can just have coffee, tea, or water with no sugar. Okay, fair. That's it. That's your breakfast. Lunch, you get 100 grams, which is about a quarter of a pound, not very much, of lean beef, chicken, shrimp, lobster, crab, fish, or veal, but they have to have no fat cut all the fat away then you get that's one that's not how the weight loss works <laughs> just, again fat. this is developed in the 50s when they had a different idea of like what fat was you got to study from carbs not fat yeah i know <sighs> keeps going you get one serving of vegetables which would be like a whole tomato lettuce spinach cucumbers cabbage or asparagus um, most types of lettuce or greens are allowed and then you got one breadstick or Melba toast and a fruit. So either like a, a whole apple, half of a grapefruit or six strawberries. And that was your lunch. And then you would repeat that for dinner. Uh, and that's it. That's a whole day. And that's it. That's your whole day. Oh, God. See, the breakfast part is fine because I never eat breakfast anyway. But, oh, my God. For lunch, that's not enough. No, it's, it's, it's a starvation diet. So you, it, it, it's going to work. 
Yeah, it's going but to work. Gonna, but you're gonna be a disaster. Yeah, and at a certain point, you're gonna you're gonna look like I don't fucking know, like a twig, like a pole. Yep. So the doctor that developed this himself was forced by the FDA to run a disclaimer on any advertising <laughs> of his diet. And the the the, um, the disclaimer was. These weight reduction treatments include the injection of HCG, a drug which has not been approved by the FDA as safe and effective in the treatment of obesity or weight control. There is no substantial evidence that HCG increases weight loss beyond that resulting from caloric restriction, that it causes more attractive or, quote, normal distribution of fat, or that it decreases the hunger and discomfort associated with calorie-restrictive diets. So this, this diet was debunked early. Uh, he developed in the 50s. By 1962, the Journal of American Medical Association uh, warned against this kind of diet. Tons of studies since then have said this absolutely doesn't work. But Trudeau publishes it like it's this breakthrough revolutionary thing that's absolutely going to help you lose weight. And again, you are, but it's yeah. at the expense of your own health. And it's, uh, I don't know, I feel like there's, we need, there needs to be like in school some sort of like education about like calories and like nutrition and stuff like that because if if i remember right 2000 is what your body needs 2000 calories give or take depending on how big you are yeah and in your like your physical activity and stuff like that but this is a quarter of that and that's it's dangerous not a people not enough people know what calories are and like how it like gives your body energy and it's just no it, it but it's also crazier than this too because as i was reading into the diet the doctor had said the two days before you start the diet eat as much of everything as you want like gorge yourself and and he and i think his his approach was eat so much you don't want to eat anymore because we're cutting all your fucking food off after this <laughs> <laughs> listen you're gonna be hungry for a while yeah like this is the feast before the famine <laughs> so um in addition to the dieting there's more in this book because it's a big book it's like 500 pages um you are to avoid air conditioning and fluorescent lighting microwave food over-the-counter medication prescription medication fast food and food from national chains but what does that have to, if you're still eating your, uh, a lot of calories, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Those are just things you're supposed to stay away from forever. <laughs> and I, I guess he's taking all of this information from the fifties. Yeah. It sounds like a very fifties thing. Like, Oh, don't microwave your food. <laughs> it's, cancer. A, it's a little conspiracy too, though. You know, like, yeah. Oh, microwaves are giving off radiation and fluorescent lights aren't natural. And it's the rays, man. Yeah. It's definitely a combination <laughs> of like really conspiracy, like conspiratorial thinking and like a bunch of horse shit from the fifties. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, so just to give you an idea how, how much he was on the air with these, this book in particular, these infomercials ran on television around 32,000 times before the FTC got involved. My God. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. I was going to say, did this guy ever get on like QVC or HSN or anything? No, but I mean, he's a New York Times bestseller, so he could say that for the rest of his life. You know, you could put that on the top of And of that gives you like a certain weight, right? A certain yeah, like you get a cred. You get cred. Right. He's like, yeah, listen, this guy, he's a New York Times bestselling author. Yep. And he sold a shitload of books. I mean, a shitload of books. Honestly, he's doing something right. Well, he's suckering people in. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what his customers are thinking. He's a good, and he's a good salesman. It goes back to, I mean, I'll say there's a lot of bad things you can say about this guy, but being being a bad salesman isn't one of them. He's very good at his craft. 
Um, so this book did catch the FTC's attention. The first two kind of skated through. Uh, six months after it was published, a contempt of court action was filed against Trudeau. The FTC saw the marketing of this book as a violation of the 2004 agreement, which banned Trudeau from using infomercials for marketing. Specifically, they saw it as a violation of this part where it said, appearing in, producing, or disseminating infomercials that advertise any product, service, or program, and regardless of the advertising medium used to make the claim for marketing representations, that any product, program, or service can cure, treat, or prevent any diseases or provide health benefits. So here he is, advertising and programming. Contracts. Yeah, that is, that is, you know, talking about health benefits. Mm. Well, tell me, Austin, what kind of punishment did he get? So you might get a little happier now. Um, initially, he was found to be in contempt of court. He was fined $5 million. Um, as the, the, the proceedings went on, the judge uh, amended that and, cha- and fined him $37.6 million. Good God, that's a lot of money. Yeah, he said that was a figure that represented more accurately represented the amount of books that Trudeau had sold. So, so they're he, trying to get back all that income from the books that he made. Yes, they are. Uh, and they eventually get a lot of it, not all of it back, but they definitely get some of it back and they start to repay. I think it's like 820,000 people that have bought this book. So they're getting like partial reimbursements for it. So th- okay. that's 820,000 people that they know bought the book. So there's a lot more out there than that for sure. Um, so the, Trudeau throws a massive legal temper tantrum. He countersues the FTC and the FDA. They get thrown out of court. He appeals uh, his case all the way up to the Supreme Court. They decline to even see it. They, they decline to hear it. Um, he is in absolute panic freakout mode. But to the rest of the world, he's calm, cool, and collected. He knows he's in some real hot water and that he's just pushed it a little too far this time. Right. He also uh, urged his followers to start emailing the judge in the case, talking about how well his products worked. And this, all it did was piss off the judge. And he said, that, yeah. he's like, I will throw you in jail because you're interfering. You're having other people interfere in the legal proceedings. And so immediately he just, he was like, whoop, stop doing hey, that. Hey guys, like <laughs> cut it out. Yep. But as this is going, he's still publishing books. He, um, the next book is called, um, debt cures they don't want you to know about. And this might be the most absurd thing because one of the things he recommends in this book is that if a reader of the book disagrees with an item on their credit report, they should dispute them as identity theft. What? <laughs> just dispute the charges, man. If you don't pay them and you dispute them, nine times out of 10, they'll just they're like, they'll just drop it. But still, if you actually made the purchase, you'd have no legal right to dispute it. Uh, don't take any legal advice from me. I'm not a lawyer. I am not an accountant. <laughs> All I'm saying is... That's bad <laughs> advice. That's really, really shady advice. <laughs> and, if, and if you get caught doing it, you can get a lot of trouble. So he publishes another book, and then he pivots to his next venture, which is something called Your Wish is Your Command. And he has now officially entered the self-help guru space. This is secret territory. Yes, 100% yes! secret territory. I fucking love the secret. It's so shitty. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is so secret territory. And it's all about law of attraction, which is the same thing as the secret. Right. It's about the same time that the secret is. Trudeau just doesn't have the backing of Oprah, really. So, but he is, he is it, it sells a lot. He makes a lot of money off of this. 
So from, I, I want to read his description of what this program is. So <laughs> his, his pitch was, quote, a few months ago, I got together in the Swiss Alps with some of the most powerful, wealthy, and influential people in the world to discuss how to really attract money and success. So once okay. again, he met up with the NWA. It, yeah, and fucking Alps. They love the Alps because Davos is there. They fuck all these conspiracy guys are always about like fucking Swiss Alps. <laughs> Secret. Oh, no. <laughs> what is the obsession with the Swiss Alps? It's well, crazy. Seeing, like, it's, like, it's a pretty sick visual though because like, you imagine going through this cave inside the mountains and you're meeting yeah, with a secret some group Swiss of people. Shallow and then, you know, right. Blow <laughs> ah, oh, my brains out. God. <laughs> Um, he says, he goes, in a minute, you're going to learn how to gain this knowledge. This was not some group of wannabes or new age phonies in, uh, in attendance were millionaires, billionaires, high level government official leaders of countries, members of Royal families, politicians, and captains of industry. We also had the highest ranking members of the exclusive secret societies, including the brotherhood, which I have been a member of for 30 years, Freemasons, Illuminati, Skull and Bones, and others. If the Illuminati was there, you wouldn't be fucking talking about it because you have a bullet <laughs> in your head. <laughs> uh, what they shared about how to achieve success left me speechless, and I'm sure you'll be just as amazed, so stay with me. The event was so exclusive that attendees, attendees paid over $10,000 to attend and traveled from every continent around the world to get this information. And when it ended, everyone said it was not only the best $10,000 they'd ever spent, they said it changed their lives. Imagine how powerful this information had to be for a billionaire to say that. If it cost ten thousand dollars, you wouldn't be selling it for twenty dollars a pot. Yeah, he well, he sells it for a little bit more, but you're right. Or on more than twenty dollars? You just wait. So yeah, you you talked about the secret. This is absolutely what the secret is. It's like all of these, if you will it into existence, it comes true. So good things come true if you put out good thoughts. Bad things happen if you put out bad thoughts. Um, and, and I think we'll go through the secret one day. So uh, he's also got, he's some, I just talked about uh, your wish is your command. He also launched this, another network called the Global Information Network. Um, this was a member organization and it was designed to attract all these people who wanted to see and seek advice from all of these other speakers and motivational speakers to do it. Kind of like a, like a, a TED talk on demand, but with a little bit more of like the, the bullshit that Trudeau has been right. talking about. Um, yeah. So and what it was is it was also an MLM and I think he was pretty clear about that, but uh, global information network was to set up the assist was set up with the assistance of a council, which was made up of 30 billionaires and other powerful figures. And they all remained anonymous except for Trudeau. Did. It's for Trudeau. Trudeau was one of the 30. <laughs> of course there were names. <laughs> right. But I, it worked because the organization at its peak attracted more than 30,000 members. That is insane. 30,000 yep. people fell for this? Yep. Yep. And the members would join the group for a monthly fee of $150 per month. Jesus Christ. And much like Scientology, you would reach higher levels by paying thousands of dollars in additional fees. Oh boy, this is MLM as you get. This is yeah. this is this is the pyramid scheme. Are we sad, sad talk? Are we going to do uh, Scientology one day? 
the, maybe i gotta figure out how to do it because many I, call I, it the mlm of religion i don't want to do elron because <laughs> everybody and their mother's done elron but right. i will do miscavige the guy okay. the guy that's currently there i think he's far more interesting isn't that his wife like currently missing yeah she's been missing for years uh oh uh, she's yeah, dead it's not good <laughs> i think she, i don't think she's dead i think she's locked away somewhere really yeah, they have so many properties and so it's okay. Just, that would be a fun episode then. Yeah, it, I think Miscavige is definitely the bigger villain. Elrond just wanted to sleep with young women. <laughs> That's just still pretty bad. <laughs> still pretty bad. Yeah, I can lie. <laughs> uh, so the scam of the global information network started bringing in millions of dollars a month um over the first year it also starts to transform like almost immediately into a more traditional mlm like it goes it's less and less about all the speakers and more and more about recruiting people to be on in part of this um new members paid an introductory fee of a thousand dollars on top of 150 dollars per month how how did they get away with this this seems so obvious you don't have to you're not forcing anybody to do it like people are doing it on their own will people you know this is a fool in their money she'll soon part ways this is definitely that well yeah and so if a member had 10 active members in his downline he would receive a payment and then if the 10 members in in that downline each recruited a member they you know they would more and more money would flow upwards so this is a classic pyramid scheme it's just a lot of money that's going through there um the there was also a tier which is called the uh, inner circle which was the top tier would cost you seventy five thousand dollars to join. That's yeah. so much money. <laughs> yeah, but the difference is, is almost like with a traditional pyramid scheme, you you know the only the people in the beginning are at the very top, you know, and then you just recruit more and more and more. But this one you can almost like skip all that and buy your way to the top. So instead of being there from the get go, like $75,000, you buy your way in. I, I don't know if they give you, um, you know, leads and, and people that are already underneath you from doing that. Right. But somehow at that level, you're going to end up making a lot more money according to the literature. Well, did anybody make money off of this? Like, is there people that Trudeau like, made a lot oh, of money yeah. off well, of this? Yeah, <laughs> obviously Trudeau, but like, did anybody else make a significant no. amount of money? No, most people lost money. No, that's what I thought. Yep. So, did, lost money. so all of his money, is he legitimately a billionaire? I, he says at some points he says he is. Um, it, it, it maybe there's, a, I think there's a really good possibility that he's made. It's not a billion, close to a billion. Over so his, he made his career. A, at least a billion dollars just from a lot of these different I mean, ventures, but yeah. he's got a lot going on at all the time. Like it's not just the book sales, it's the book sales. Plus he's still selling products at the same time, you know, and he's, there's a lot, he's got his hands in a lot. It's all related, but I mean, it's coming from a lot of different companies that he has gotcha. set up. Okay. And we'll talk about the money. This, I think it's, that's, we always have to hit on that. Um, so the Global Information Network reported more than $62 million in gross revenue over the first three years that it was in existence, which $14 million of that was net income. So that went right to Trudeau. Um, so he's got all this money coming in. Now we're going to go back to the court a little bit. And he still refuses to pay the $37.6 million. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. He says that he's completely wiped out. Totally broke. Every time anybody talks to him, he goes, nope, I'm broke. How can you say that you're broke and then go to a conference and say that you're a billionaire? That doesn't make sense. How can you say calcium cures cancer? 
Touche. Same kind of person. <laughs> Literally the exact same person. Yeah. <laughs> so he's really smart about his money. And that, that's why we say there's a, I think there's a lot of it, but I, they're never going to get a hold of it. Um, he is, he's, you know, claimed to be the victim of a government witch hunt. And so he went through and took his name off of all the companies selling his products. So he either sold them off to other holding companies or he registered the businesses under family names or one of his fiancés or ex-fiancés who all happened to be like these 20-year-old blonde college students. That seems to be his type, which, you know what, you do you. But he, I, I will say that he is the one of this, like, he is what someone who doesn't come from money thinks someone who comes from money looks like. I mean, it's like gold everywhere, Rolex, Rolexes, these big cars, these beautiful blonde women. It's very much like, okay, well, you, you have just watched too many movies and seen, right. you know, the rich guy role in the movie. Yeah. And that's what you're trying to be. And that's very much how he lived his life or lives well, his life. My next question was, uh, did he have any help along the way? Like, did he, does his family have money? Did they give no. him like, so he literally scammed his way to the top. Yep. Yep. It's for what I can tell. Yeah. He's, he's worked his way through. He did all this on, on his own. I mean, he said a lot of various business partners, but he's always been the face and the head of whatever operation they're going on. You have to be so driven to do that, to start at the bottom and yep. be that successful. And it's, it's such a shame that like people would choose these avenues. We've said it, it on every one of them. We're like a lot yeah. of these, a lot of the people that we've talked about could have been really successful doing other things, but they chose the, what they thought was the easy way out. And I don't think it's the easy way out because I think that they have to put a no. ton of work into these empires. I think it's a lot harder to do it this way than it would be to do it a legitimate way. It's harder. Well, yeah, it's harder, but you, and you also run the risk of being busted by law enforcement. Right. So you got both those things. Um, so he, with his money, he's, he's learned enough over being fined and and over the years by the FTC and various courts to try and hide it. And at one point he brings in an asset protection specialist, uh, hires this guy for $5 million to keep his money away from the FTC. Um, the guy, the specialist that comes through, sets up dozens of companies in Belize, Navis, Switzerland, Hong Kong, um, the Isle of Man, Panama, the Cook Islands, just places that are sort of outside of the reach of the U S government. Right. So he's pushing money out of the country, I think left and right. There's no proof that's alleged, but it does sound like you don't spend $5 million to bring in a consultant who tells you to set up all these companies in order to not get all your money out of the U S it's again, it's unclear just how much money he's made over the career. Most estimates have it in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, Trudeau himself, he claims that he has spent through everything and not saved any money. But again, you don't hire an asset protection specialist if you've spent through all your money. Right. He just there says, there'd be nothing for him to protect. Yeah. No, he, he talks about, he's like, oh, I have all these houses and these cars and I, you know, $10,000 a night hotel rooms and these crazy meals. It's like, I just don't have any. I, been, I went through all my money. He goes, I wanted to live. I didn't want to save. So, uh, yeah, that's not true. Um, it's just to be noted that the court came into possession of an email from Trudeau in which he wrote, quote, never keep more money in the USA than needed. Every company needs, all caps, accounts, offshore, all caps, and then like six exclamation points. So he's definitely putting his money in other places <laughs> so, out of the country. If he's broke, he's not following his own advice. Yeah, he's definitely not broke. He's just hiding <laughs> it away. You know, he's also at the same time too, 
that he's claiming that he's broke. He's got these, you know, MLMs that are pumping money into him and he's spending around a million dollars on personal um, effects every year. So just, just in living expenses and he's putting them all on credit cards and the court notices that all of the credit cards are getting paid off. So the money's coming in from a bunch of different companies that are paying his, his personal expenses. So the judge has had enough of this. He, um, he knows he, he takes note of the lavish lifestyle that Trudeau is living, and he brings in an auditor to investigate all of Trudeau's assets. Um, Trudeau absolutely blatantly refuses to cooperate with the auditor. And in 2014, he was finally jailed. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison for contempt of court, which is shorter than the uh, recommended federal term, which would be 20 to 25 years. So, Oh, wow. He's still got a pretty good deal. For contempt of court? For contempt of court. And I think it's just because it's been repeated. It's been 98, uh, 2004, okay. and 2000. You know, he just he, over and over again, he keeps doing this. Um, so he is currently in prison and is not eligible for release until next year. Okay. And that wraps so, up Kevin Trudeau. Yeah. So I have one quote from him um, just to kind of show you also what sort of a headspace this fucking guy is in. Um, I mean, he really believes that he's the real deal or if he doesn't, which I kind of think maybe he doesn't believe he's the real deal. He just talks a big game. Right. So he says um, 20 or 30 years from now, when we're all gone away, I think there's going to be statues erected to us for what we're doing and the impact we're having on society. But I really encourage you to think about the big picture and the long term, and not just about how many shekels and dollars go in your pocket in the short term. So if he's saying that, then why isn't he saving the money? Because he's telling other people to get rid of their money. To give it to him, and, and this asshole the world thinks there's going to be statues of him erected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why can't we go out on a good note? <laughs> well, Dalton, you said you liked the guy at first. I had to, you know, well, I, 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 like, to, I, I have to do my job in this. I liked the initial flex of like, oh yeah, look at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's, he's not not a good person i i I, you know i i kind of the debate i had in my head was i am not going to sit here and shit on alternate medicine right i i think that there there are things in in nature that may help and we turn a blind eye and we you know immediately medicate the shit out of everything and i i think that's a true thing i really have a distrust for the big pharmaceutical industries i think that there's a lot of really bad practices that they're up to and i know that ultimately they're out there to you know, to reap profit and increase profit and, you know, increase the money coming in. But there's a really, there's a line. It's a pretty thick line of, you know, you know, recommending dangerous treatments to people or telling people like Popoff did to get rid of your medications. Like those are really bad and serious things that have really terrible consequences potentially. And that's kind of where I'm like, fuck this guy. Like, okay, you want to do a bunch of, you know, a book about alternate medicine, you can do that. But I mean, don't, don't tell people that prescription medicines are poison. Alternative medicine is fine. That's, that's fine. But when it comes to stuff like high blood pressure and cancer and AIDS, take your fucking medicine, please take your medicine. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. A doctor, um, 
was once saying about high blood pressure. And it's like, he's like, this is the easiest thing in the world to take care of. He goes, if I could go around, you know, you'd save more lives just medicating high blood pressure, especially in America, you know, like we, we, high blood pressure is a big, very chronic ailment in the United States. And he goes, it's a, it's a simple pill. It doesn't have any side effects. It doesn't do anything bad to you. You just take it and you live longer. And he's like, right. You know, why wouldn't you do that? In closing, what is your uh, what's your bad guy scale that Kevin Trudeau is on? Where do you think he? <sighs> I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think he yeah. is in. I I I'd put him in the realm of like an Alex Jones. I'd put him on the level of Alex Jones, but he doesn't reach as many people as Alex Jones does on a daily. And Alex Jones shit goes back to like rampant anti-Semitism very racist white identities so I, I don't get any of that with trudeau right but the flip side is is i think he reaches a lot of people that alex jones wouldn't reach you yeah. know i think there's a lot of people buying or that had bought his books that maybe aren't alex jones listeners and so i wonder if maybe that's even worse in the long run i don't know he's he's bad i, I don't think he's he's not the worst we've talked about no. i don't think uh, and he's definitely not the worst we're going to talk about but i you know I'm, I'm not sorry to see him in prison i'm really interested if we're going to have a part two once he gets out of jail next year <laughs> that should be fun i i really i'm i'm just curious if he just jumps right back into it because it seems like everybody that was around him is still in this world um the guy who there was a guy who met him outside of that Amway meeting when he was 15 years old. And he was like, this kid's got it. And he's into a bunch of like these weird water filtration uh, services. So he's surrounded by this. And I, I just, I have a hard time thinking that he's going to be reformed, especially right. because he's in some plush, very minimum security, um, you know, white collar prison yeah, he's, right he's now. In a hotel. It is. It's a hotel. Yeah. Like he, and he's a big hit and people are, you know, the people around him like him because he starts talking sales tactics and he gets the other people in there really excited. I mean, he's, he's, it's really cushy, even though he's separated from the outside world. I just don't see this guy getting out and leaving the country to go spend all of his money somewhere else. He just doesn't right. drive. He doesn't strike me as that type. He strikes me as a type that will never stop doing this. No. I, I agree with you on some points. I don't think he's necessarily like an Alex Jones level guy just because he doesn't include the racism and the anti-Semitism and all the other stuff that Alex tends to do. But I think this maybe is the uh, side effect of coming from like a poor low-class family and just wanting to con like, you need money. You need to make money. You don't want to be like your parents where you need to make money. Always think about making more money and you want to make that money by any means possible. Right. And I think that maybe his childhood had a certain effect that lasted with him. Maybe. And it's just made him morally corrupt when it comes to making a profit. Yeah. I think that's the key is like the, there's no morality. I mean, that's the, that's sort of a sociopathic thing where it's like, he doesn't care who's hurt. You know, exactly. as long as he makes that money and that's, that's all the, it's every one of them, you know, um, I'd say maybe Ponzi a little less because I just, I, I don't know. I have a, I have an abiding love for him, even though he ruined a lot of people financially. Just, hey, we love a Ponzi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, again, I just, I'm curious to see what he does when he gets out of prison. Or how quickly he goes back to it. I don't really know. Like he could, there could be a lot of things lying in the wait for him. Want to make want to make predictions? 
We can go back to this a year later. All right, let's do it. What do you think? I think that he will snuggle up really uh, closely to the Q types, to like the big conspiracy world that is going on right now. And I think that he'll make a killing with them. I don't think you're that far off. I think because there's a lot of new age spiritualism tied up in Q, you know, these days. And I think a lot of the the pipeline going into Q is coming from the, the new age um, sect or group or community, whatever it is. I don't think that's too far off. I, I, I don't think he's a political guy. Like nothing he's ever done has been in, involved in politics. No. He, he very, seems more like health and diet industry, that kind of thing. So yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, he wouldn't be the first infomercial guy to do it. Look at Mike Lindell. It's true. I also think, I think he, he's going to get out of jail. I think he's going to be overwhelmed with how much the world has changed in 10 years, even yeah. though he's got TVs and probably has computer access there. I think he's going to, I think he'll stumble around a little bit before he figures out what he's going to do. But I think he's, I think he's had so much attention on him for so long. I think whatever he does, the second he steps up, he's going to get popped again. I do. I think it's going to happen. I, I don't, he doesn't know how to do anything and not get caught. And I think that there's just going to be more and more pressure and more and more eyeballs on him when he gets out. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I, we'll I don't do. think he'll immediately get I think he might be able to get away with it. Oh, he'll get away with it a little while. And then he'll, he'll either flee the country before he can get hit again or, or they'll catch him again. <laughs> I'd get out of the country. If I had all that money stashed away, I'd oh, I would immediately get out of the country as soon as I get out of prison. But that's us. That's the difference between us and, and this like he's sociopathic. Made enough, he's made enough money to live forever. Like he doesn't what? have to work. How do you anymore? need more than like $20 million, right? And that's a really conservative estimate. As to I don't think you need got. more than a million dollars myself, but that's just me. Well, that's because you live in Georgia. You come to New York and see how long that lasts you. <laughs> and you, will, you will come right back to Georgia. I promise you that. <laughs> well, you got a point. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll just we'll just start with real estate and go from there. It's insane. <laughs> so, so yeah, that is that's Kevin Trudeau. That's that's all I got on him. And like I said, I really think that we're we'll be able to follow this up and see what happens to him once he gets out of prison. I'll, I'm definitely going to be more aware of who he is, and I'll be I'll be watching and keeping up with him. I will set an alarm on my phone for a year in the future. Oh, God, that won't work. Come on, Dalton. <laughs> you and I both know that'll never work. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this alarm for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Any any parting shots? Any final words of wisdom? Uh, Don't scam people. <laughs> <laughs> we have friends. Go check out our friends at Pod Van Dam. Super fantastic. WTV Guide. Sweet Stuff and Better Things Podcast. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Catch My Griff Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Catch Dalton. You can find Austin on Twitter at Austin Agogo. Any final words? You know what? If someone says calcium will cure cancer, you just slap them in the mouth. Fuck them. They're wrong. If you catch my gift, does not take responsibility for the words of Austin. Uh, However, if, at your own discretion. If if you do that and you get arrested, I will start a GoFundMe for your bail. Uh, catch us next time on. If you catch my grift. Oh, that was sweet, sultry. I like it. It's going to be yelling at the top of my lungs. <laughs> you want me to do something different? I like it.